let there be light. <laughs> and I will make you a great nation. Let my people go. Samuel, Samuel. Come and follow me. Lazarus, come forth. Father, forgive them. It is finished. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Go into all the world. God's word is powerful. <laughs> all of these statements spoken in history at, at least 2,000 plus years ago, yet we still know them today. They're filled with the story or the rest of the story. God's word is powerful. Powerful to create, powerful to promise, powerful to demand, powerful to call, powerful to invite, powerful to show mercy and to give grace. Powerful to declare victory. Powerful to offer salvation. Powerful to commission. I think the reality is, is that God's word indeed changes everything. I know in my own life I've been amazed when God speaks how there's just something inside me that changes. A decision that I've been wrestling with for some time, trying to figure out what I should do, and then God speaks, I hear his word, and the wrestling is done. Even though there's some remnants maybe, and maybe I battle and argue with him a little bit about what his direction may be, I know in my heart, he's spoken How many are willing to go to anywhere to do anything when God speaks? Willing to face any obstacle, to endure any sacrifice, to even go to our death when we've heard God's word. 
But it's not just God's word read. It's God's word spoken to our hearts. I think in large part, uh, most in the church would accept the fact that we, ha- we worship a God who speaks. But we have to understand that the reason that we accept that we have a God who speaks is because it comes out of his character. It comes out of the very nature of who God is. Again, I mean, we started creation with God speaking. We see throughout history God speaking to his people over and over again, even speaking to people who aren't his people, but he still speaks. It is indeed the very nature of God to speak, to communicate. And not just on the macro level, but on the micro level. He doesn't just speak to the group he speaks to individual hearts. 1 John 4, 10, familiar passage for, I'm sure, most of us. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. God is love. It is this reality, this nature, this character of God that, that means that he speaks, that come, that's how he speaks out of that. We have to understand, I, I think, you know, that, understand that love is, is relational. It, it's not just an emotion that is just kind of sits out there, but it's, it's something that comes in relationship. True love, unconditional love, the love of our Father is a love that is received relationally. It's not cold. It's not isolating. If we have a God who loves us, then we have to have a God who communicates with us. We have to have a God who is able to connect with us personally, a God who is able to engage with us intimately, a God who is able to uh, engage in conversation with us. God is a relational God. This is what he wanted from the very beginning. This is why he created Adam and Eve in, the Im- in his own image, right? So that there could be relationship. Unlike the rest of creation, humanity was created for that intimate relationship with God. And again, relationship demands communication. We can't know each other. We can't be in relationship with each other without communication. We have a God who's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's all-knowing. And he's loving and he's good. And he loves to communicate with his children. God's word is alive and active. We see this in Hebrews 4, verse 12, Again, another famous passage, for, God, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, 
and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word is alive and active. But what does that mean? It certainly means, first of all, that this word that we have, this canon, if you will, this uh, com compilation, compilation of scriptures and books and stories and history about God is alive and active, which means that as we read it, we understand it. As we read it, there's something that happens and the words begin to jump off the page. It's a clear understanding uh, uh, theologically that the only way that we can understand really God's word is with the help of the Holy Spirit. It's when we are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, we have the mind of Christ, that when we come to Scripture, all of a sudden it, it comes alive. All of a sudden it begins to pierce our own hearts, it begins to challenge us, it begins to change us. It begins to convict us, it begins to comfort us. We begin to understand it in a whole new way. Certainly many have read Scripture without the Holy Spirit and walked away unchanged. But when the Holy Spirit is within, then this book indeed is alive and active. And every time we open up its pages, there's an opportunity for God to speak. We sometimes seem to set this, uh, this, this, this kind of create this dichotomy that somehow God's word, when, when we learn something about God from God's word, that it somehow is less personal. That it's somehow not God or not the Holy Spirit within us in that moment speaking a personal message to us. There are some that, that would believe that, that, that God doesn't speak today. That he spoke in history and it's right here and this is all we need. Certainly we need this. But the reality is, even for us to understand this, he must speak. Not 2,000 years ago, but he must take this message that was spoken 2,000 plus years ago and re-speak it into our own hearts. So the word is alive and active, certainly, referring to the Bible, but the word is alive and active in, a different, in another way as well. And we, we come to this realization because of John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. The word of God is not limited to these pages the Word of God is a person. The Word of God is Jesus. And so the Word of God is alive and active, certainly as we read Scripture, as the Holy Spirit enlightens those things, but the Word of God is also alive and moving among us because He's a person. He's alive and well. He is resurrected from the dead, and He is here to communicate His love and His goodness, His truth and His will to us, each of us individually and corporately. And because the word is alive and active, 
This is not the only way that he speaks to us. He also can speak to our hurts. I think uh, sometimes the way I look at it is that God's word oftentimes gives us the macro, uh, macro level of God's will. But it's God's word spoken in our hearts where we see the micro level of God's will. In other words, we get the great commission from God's word, but we get the specific commission from God's word in our hearts. We have a God who speaks. There's uh, traditionally understood at least two categories of God's uh, revelation, God's voice. The general category, Romans 1.20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so that we are not, we are without excuse. So there's this general revelation of the will of God, of who God is, and we see this in creation all around us. And I don't want to discount this. Sometimes we can zip past creation and kind of think, you know, yeah, okay, yeah, God kind of communicates, but there's better ways. Well, there are other ways. I don't know if there's always better ways. Sometimes the best way is that sunrise that you sit before and you just have this amazing encounter with Jesus in that moment. The, the flower in bloom, the bee buzzing around it. Right? You know, I mean, the, the different aspects of creation. I, I don't know about you, but I, I love to be in creation. And, and I encounter Jesus in creation all the time. Even on misty, rainy days like today. God communicates to us through creation. And we need to be aware of that and open to that and looking for that. What is he saying? You ever had that rain that just happened at just the right time? You ever had, you know, the rainbow that showed up at just that moment when you needed that promise? Have you ever had that encounter that just shows up for somehow, some way, you just never expected it, right? And it just comes in creation. God speaks through his creation. There's also another uh, typical category that we understand, and that's the special revelation part. Again, back to God's word, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped, complete, complete, equipped for every good work. So again, special revelation. So God communicates who he is. He communicates his will. He communicates to us through creation, but he also communicates to us very clearly through his word, through these, the, this history book, if you will, these, these real life encounters that people in history have had with God. Of course, you know, the New Testament full of Jesus and his, the actual words of God through Jesus, right? And, and it's amazing to, to consider, uh, you know, even just the, the red letters of the, of the Gospels. 
And this is a very important way for God to communicate to us because it's, just, it's through this that we find out the character of God, the basics of God, the, the, the realities of who we are and why we were created and what we were created for. We find out the reality of sin and how we all have this depraved nature that's within us that we need to deal with. We find out about the amazing grace of God and the fact that Jesus came and he died for us while we were still sinners, right? And we understand that then also the gospel comes out of that, that, that I don't have to go to my own death, that I can actually accept the death of Christ on my behalf, and that when I get to that moment in time when my body gives out, it's not the end of me, it's just the end of death, right? And then I can get to live eternally with, with the Savior, right? These are all things that we find out in this word. It's essential to our understanding of who God is, his character, his nature, and who we are, who he's created us to be, our problem, and our hope for the future. But I do think there's a third category that, you know, isn't always, I think, mentioned. And that third category is the personal communication of God with, our, uh, with us individually. We see in John 16, 13, this reality that Jesus says that he's going to send the helper who will then do what? When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Matter of fact, Jesus before this even talks about how he can't give, he's got so much more to share with them, but he can't do it right now. But when the spirit comes, he will reveal those things to you as well. And so it's not just that we have this, you know, this revealed word of God and special revelation. It's not just that creation speaks of who God is and is his word to us, but he also communicates that personally. In some sense, this is what scripture is. 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21 Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. In other words, Scripture was not just you know, some creation of humanity. I'm going to write down these, you know, these historical experiences I've had. It's the Holy Spirit was involved in inspiring the writing of Scripture and in order to do that, he spoke to individuals so that they could write down the things that God wanted them to write down. God speaks personally. We have examples in the book of Acts all over the place, but just take, in, uh, for instance, Peter in Acts 10. The whole you know, sheet coming down and the encounter with Cornelius to allow the gospel to go to a broader group of people, the whole world. <laughs> and then in Paul, in, in Acts 16, we see this interesting thing where, you know, Paul has got these plans to go to this city or that city, and then the Holy Spirit stops him and prevents him and then gives him a dream and communicates to him and goes to this place instead and go to Macedonia and, and all this kind of stuff. So we have these examples over and over again in Scripture where God communicates personally to individuals. He continues to do so today. So those are the categories of God's voice, general, special, and personal. And there's some conduits now of God's voice. We've already talked about this a bit, but God's word is a conduit of God's voice, right? 
clear and, and direct. It, it communicates clearly who God is and those kind of things. And, but again, every truth that we come to know in Scripture is because of not just special revelation, but personal revelation at the same time. So as the Holy Spirit encountering, uh, we're encountering the Holy Spirit as we encounter Scripture, which brings the truth about. Every conviction that we have from Scripture, every encouragement, every word of comfort that comes from Scripture is God speaking personally to you. But he doesn't just speak through God's word. I think he, again, he speaks, speaks through creation, but he also speaks through events in our life. I've said before, I, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Just, it's just, I, I just don't, that just doesn't, in my mind, if there's a coincidence, it's like, okay, wait a second, what's going on? How did that, there's no way that happened just like by chance. What is going on? What are you doing, God? What are you saying? How are you working? We, of course, hear God's voice through other people. People that speak into our life. People, people that show up and, and encourage us. People that sometimes will say a word that we've been thinking about for two weeks. And they, this, they, and we, they don't know that we've been thinking about it. And then they show up and they speak that same word to us. We're like, what do you do with that? God can speak to, through other people. He can speak through their encouragement. But he can also speak sometimes through their criticisms. Are we able to hear? Are we able to, are we listening? God can speak through our thoughts as well. This is uh, people and, and thoughts. This is where things get, you know, we start to get a little bit I iffy. <laughs> what? God can speak through my thoughts? He speak through my mind? Now, some of us, is not a big deal. That's, that's a, we, we do this all the time. Others of us, this is a challenge. Even for those of us who hear all the time, it's a challenge. I've written many times in my journal about how do you do this, God? I don't get it. I mean, I know my mind. I know how sick it can be. I know how, like, it can just be off on all kinds of crazy tangents that have nothing to do with you. So how can you take this mind that seemed to be so untamed and so out of control and then somehow also use it for you to speak to me, to communicate truth to me? It's a mystery. It doesn't make sense sometimes. But I cannot deny the reality I've told the story about uh, some years ago, about in a, in a small group that uh, we were praying with and, and had God show up in the midst of this time of prayer and just start telling me to change seats with Ashley, young lady that was in our group. I didn't understand. It didn't make any sense. I thought, okay, Sean's losing it. Like his brain is going cuckoo, but I literally could not get the phrase out of my head. Change seats with Ashley. Chain, over and over again, I, like literally just would not stop. And I'm like, this is dumb. And I'm like, God, like, I know this is you, but I'm not doing that. That makes no sense. Eventually I obeyed and had an amazing encounter as the Lord allowed me to experience, in essence, by sitting in Ashley's seat, I got to experience some of what she was living through. Weeping washed over me. I couldn't control it. So 
Somehow God spoke. Somehow he got through. Somehow he had that message for me. He wanted to teach me in that moment. I don't understand how it works. I just know that it happened. And it's not just the only time it happened. It happens over and over and over again in my life. Matter of fact, it even happens when I'm not even thinking about it or aware of it. I'm amazed, you know, as a pastor counseling, right, there's, there's opportunities. I'm meeting with people all week long in different things, in different situations. And man, there's some things that I've said in those situations like, oh man, I regret that. Man, I should have never said that. But there's also times where I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you showed up and I wasn't even thinking about this, but you were able to use me in that moment to speak a word to this individual. I'm amazed. I remember the, the, the crazy question that he asked me to ask a young lady. I was teaching at a YWAM uh, conference, uh, a YWAM DTS. And, and you know, these uh, YWAM is, you know, 20-year-olds, know, you know, 18, 19, 20, young, young, young ladies, and I'm not a, a young man. And, and maybe you didn't notice, but yeah, I'm actually a little older. Um, <laughs> But we're sitting there, and I, I always like to meet with all of the students if I get a chance, you know, while I'm teaching during the week or whatever. And, and so I'm sitting with one of these young ladies, and, and, and we're just kind of having, striking up a conversation, getting to know her story. And like all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit tells me, he says, ask her about her boyfriend. Okay. 50-something, asking a 20, say, hey, do you got a boyfriend? You know, kind of, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, this is dumb. There is no way I'm asking that question. I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to get thrown out. This is not going to be good. This is not a place where a guy like me should be going with this sweet young lady, right? But he just would not let it go. And so I finally, after she had finished a particular part of her story, I just said, hey, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> and immediately I was amazed as the tears began to fall off her cheeks and it had struck a chord and it was something that was going on that God wanted to deal with her and her. Um, and I had the opportunity just to encourage her and, and, and speak life over that situation. God speaks through our thoughts. Like I said, it's mysterious. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It doesn't happen all the time. Not every thought I have <laughs> is from God. Many of you know that. <laughs> uh, but he also speaks through dreams. I don't get that either. I've been asking God to speak to me in dreams. Had some really freaky dreams the last couple days. <laughs> They're not from God. Uh, God speaks. In personal ways. He knows what you're going through. He knows what's going on in your life. And here's the amazing thing. He knows the depth. Like he knows what you really desire. I was amazed one time. I took a weekend, uh, uh, just kind of a solitude weekend. And I, and I went with so many questions to the solitude weekend. Like I had this, you know, this list, like, God, I need you to answer X, Y, and Z. And and kept on going down, right? You know, but anyway, and uh, the whole weekend is like, he's nothing. He just doesn't say anything. I'm like, my gosh, what are you doing? Like, what are, did I miss something or whatever? It's kind of, you know, getting a little bit frustrated by that. Like, he's not answering any of these questions. And then literally, like, late the last night, the next morning, I'm leaving. Like, God just says these words to me. He says, I love you. And I was done. Like, all the questions didn't matter anymore. Like, it, like, he knew 
That's what I needed to just to hear in that moment. He knows us. Like we ask for these things or sometimes we ask him to do certain things or say certain things or reveal certain things and, and we get all worked up about, we've got to have an answer. We've got to figure this out. And sometimes you just want to say, I love you. But if he really speaks that to our heart, if he really speaks it in a way that we can understand and receive it and personally, not just from reading scripture, my Holy Spirit empowering scripture to speak that to my heart in the moment, it changes everything. We have to develop our hearing, though. If we can get to a point where we're accepting that God does speak, he speaks through creation, he speaks through his word, but he also speaks personally. If we can get to that point where we're like, okay, this is my mindset, then we need to develop the spiritual ears that we have to hear. The moment we are born again, we receive spiritual senses. These spiritual senses are there to help us to engage and understand and respond to the spiritual realities around us. And our spiritual ears are there so that we can hear the voice of God. I basically have two ways here that I would encourage you. If you're struggling to hear the voice of God, then I would give you these two things to work on or to try out to see if that'll help you to be able to discern and hear the voice of God. First of all, you need to read God's word. Psalm 119, 105, of course, right? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We need God's word. If we're going to hear God's voice, we need to know the character of God. We need to know the kind of things that our father would say. This is some of the challenge I think we have when we are born again is discerning uh, what the heavenly father's voice is saying versus what our earthly father's voice said. And we too often equate the two because the title is the same, father. But we need to understand that with our spiritual hearing, we need to learn to discern the voice of our heavenly father. And it is different, and he's going to say different things. And the way that we can open up our hearts and our minds and our ears especially to his voice is by studying to know his character, to know who he is. Is God one, is our heavenly father one who's going to condemn us every time we make a small little mistake? No. How do we figure that out? We read scripture that tells us. He loves us, right? He's forgiving his grace. Like it's not about our righteousness, it's about Jesus' righteousness, right? We <laughs> confess your sins. You are, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. But it's also in uh, studying God's word that we can deter, uh, be able to know uh, how God speaks as well. It's amazing how many different ways God speaks in scripture. Like read through it, like it's like, oh my gosh, like, even a donkey, right? Wouldn't that be cool? Some of you think that happens every Sunday. <laughs> it's not nice, you guys. That's not nice. But it's amazing the ways that he can speak and does speak. And so if we study scripture, we'll find those things out. We'll see that. Another, another way we can develop our ears is to begin just to listen. <laughs> 
man, we talk so much. Do, you, do we recognize that every time we go to prayer, it is a re, response? Like we don't start prayer. We are always reacting to God. He starts every time. And so if he's starting every time, then maybe we should start by just shutting our mouth for a little while. I know that in my experience, I found that I pray a lot less. Like, I don't, I don't speak as much in prayer anymore <laughs> as I used to. It's more just listening. Are you listening? And I think that maybe that's part of it is like, if you're not hearing the voice of God, are you listening? Are you allowing for space for him to speak? Or are you just constantly got your list that you're hitting him with, you know? I'm going to go on the next thing. I, I don't got time right now, God. I got to move. Let's go. I go along with that. I, I think journaling and prayer is an important thing too. What do you hear him say? Again, sometimes, you know, we're talking about the mind, right? Or if he's speaking to our hearts and our minds like that, you know, let's, let's write that stuff down. If you're not sure, like, uh, is that really you, God? Let's write it down, right? And then we can see what happens with that. The reality is, is that God is so patient with us and he is willing to repeat himself. Like, I mean, how many of you guys, you know, had little kids, right? You know, I mean, like, and you have to tell them the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again, right? Kind of like get tired of that, right? Well, God doesn't get, well, maybe he does get tired. But he was willing to repeat himself over and over and over again. And that's the reality. If you hear something, you feel like he's saying, write it down. And they say, all right, Lord, if this is really you, I want you to affirm it. I want you to show me other way. I want you to speak it again to me in different ways. And I think we need to recognize this as well. I think many of us have heard God, but we, we're, because we refuse to obey God, we, we're stuck. One of the things that recently I've been learning in regards to this is like God wants me to take the risk more and more that he is able to speak in my thoughts in a moment in the midst of a conversation when I'm not even really maybe even paying that close attention. And to take the risk when that crazy thought comes in the midst of that conversation, just to speak it out and see what happens. I think so many of us are filtering, 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 filtering that we filter out God's word over and over again. And the reality is that there are times, and I'm finding this again, this is, this is a stretch, right? Like, you know, we, we want to God to affirm and affirm and affirm and affirm. It's like, are we sure that's you, God? Are we sure that's you? Okay, I'm, I think that's you, so I'm going to take this step now. But is it really faith at that point when you've heard it so many times, right? How big a faith that step when he, like, he just hit you with like a ton of bricks? Like, oh, yeah, that, that's definitely God. All right, let's go. But I think he wants us like to be able to whisper and we respond. but we've got to develop that ear to hear. 
we've got to be able to know and discern his voice. So we've got to spend time in his word, knowing his character, understanding how he speaks, and, but we also need to spend time just listening. And when he speaks, to take the risk and follow his lead. All right, I had another section on prophecy, but uh, I'm not going to go there, so we're running out of time. And I know some of you are going, what? I wanted that one. Uh, but maybe we'll do another message on that another time, or maybe I'll do a What's Brewing article on it this week or something like that. So I'll, I'll let you know, because I do have some important, I think, things to speak on that. Um, but worship team, why don't you come on up? The reality is, is that God's word is powerful. And it will accomplish what it's meant to accomplish. And I, I, just, I just believe that there's so many of you in this room that have already encountered this reality that when you hear God's voice, it like changes everything. Doesn't matter what your circumstances in are. Like the moment he speaks and you really hear him and he speaks into to your heart, whatever that you need in that moment, like it's like everything changes. That's because the presence and the voice of God are such a sweet, sweet and powerful thing. He wants us as his children to be walking with him can't do that just by kind of doing our own thing. We do that by walking with him, listening every moment of the day. What does he got to say? What is he, how is he leading? What is he speaking in this moment? What is he encouraging? He doesn't want a master-slave relationship. We have a father-child relationship. Are you hearing his voice? Are you listening? <laughs> Are you obeying? One final thought. I believe that God speaks in a variety of ways, a myriad of ways. <laughs> and one of the things that I pray and ask him for and also strive for is to be able to hear him in all the different ways that he speaks. I don't want to have any, any type of communication go uh, missed by me. I want to be able to hear it all. Like I said, prayers or dreams. I, I've, not, I've not really heard him in dreams much. So I'm like, okay, God, I want to hear you when you speak in a dream. And I think this is who we need to be as his children. We want to encounter all of him, all that he has, and all the way that he communicates. And so if you only hear him from his word, that, that's okay. You're hearing from him, and that's an awesome thing. But don't settle for that. Don't just settle for God's word. Uh, seek more. He's, he's communicating in so many ways. May we be open to him communicating in any ways so that no matter what happens around us, no matter what he does around us, we're going to hear it so that we can follow him in it, so that we can be right in the middle of his will, so we can join him in what he's doing and building and strengthening his kingdom. Amen. Lord, thank you that you speak. Lord, I know my encounters with your voice have changed me forever. And 
And Lord, I continue every week, every day to, to seek to hear again from you. And Lord, I thank you for the privilege that I have, uh, and so many of us get to enjoy, that, that your voice is so normal to us. That, that, Lord, we do hear from you and just ask that you continue to speak and help to develop our ears to be able to hear. And, Lord, for those of us that are struggling to hear, Lord, or, 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 or having a hard time understanding or discerning exactly what's your voice, Lord, I pray you to help us. Lord, help us in that. Guide us in that. Uh, allow us to, to see uh, others around us that maybe are able to do that and be able to step in and maybe get relationship with them and, and, and encouragement for them. But, but Lord, help us to also just dive into your word and, and see who you are and how you revealed yourself in your word. And, and also, Lord, just help us to ask, just be listening. Lord, help us to quiet our, our mouths, stop speaking so much, and just listen to what you have to say. Lord, it's your word that makes all the difference. It's when you speak that things change. And so, Lord, we, we ask that you would continue to speak and that you would even speak now in our hearts and our lives this week to bring about that change, to open up our hearts and our minds to you, to, to follow you and to, guide, to, to be guided by you, to be directed by you, but also to have the opportunity to join you. Deuteronomy 8, verses 2 and 3, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know that what was in your heart, whether you would keep this commandments or not. And he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church, for being with us this morning. And again, we'll keep this space uh, in a, in for worship. And so if you would like to continue in worship and song, we invite you to stay in here. And we've got another song or two for you to sing with us. Uh, if you'd like prayer, please come forward for prayer. We would love to pray with you for whatever it may be, including if you're you know struggling to hear the voice of God and you just want someone to come and pray for you, then please come forward. We would love to pray for you. Uh, for those who are ready to fellowship, then we encourage you, invite you to head out into the fellowship hall, and you can have those conversations. Church, love you, and God bless you. Have a great Sunday.